Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in hour number two, Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We hope all of you had fantastic weekends um, and uh, had two birthday parties to celebrate. Both of them went well, so I now have a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old in addition to the 15-year-old. So happy birthday to uh, Lincoln and Nash. We had a good time, went and watched a football game, ran around, had a lot of pizza, a lot of cake, as one would imagine, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Buck, I know you continue to be deep in the weeds of writing your book, which is not as much fun, Um, but this morning I'm reading the uh, Monday edition of Wall Street Journal, and I think this is important because we've been talking about, uh, for those of you who missed the first hour, Hunter Biden suing the IRS. By the way, we're going to be joined by Ovik Roy uh, at 1.30. He's fantastic. So uh, you can put that on the horizon. Um, and, Buck, I saw this story, and it reminded me of a front-page New York Times story that ran, I think, back in, like, March or April. And that story, front page, I believe it was a Sunday edition of the New York Times, made it known that Joe Biden was unhappy with the progress of Merrick Garland and his Department of Justice as it pertained to investigations of Donald Trump. And shortly thereafter, there was the appointment of Jack Smith as the special counsel, and then boom, 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 suddenly you get federal charges in both South Florida and in uh, and in D.C. And that was not coincidental. It was Joe Biden speaking through the media to his attorney general in a way that he could not miss it. Today, headline uh, on uh, the front page, well, the fourth page of the uh, Wall Street Journal, probes add strain between president and attorney general. And I thought this was really interesting, Buck, because 
Remember we were talking about last week, I wonder what the relationship now is like between Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. And the opening paragraph here says, the already frosty relationship between President Biden and his Attorney General Merrick Garland is now in a deep freeze. That's the opening paragraph of their piece. Uh, respect and admiration among White House aides for Garland um, has shifted for some into resignation and distrust. They point to Garland having appointed not just a special counsel to investigate Trump, but two others as well, one looking into Biden and another into Hunter. Uh, some Biden aides have said they see Garland's handling of the inquiries as driven less by dispassionate pursuit of justice than by a punctilious desire to give the appearance that sensitive investigations are walled off from political pressure. People familiar with the matter say. These aides then, Buck, point out uh, that they're upset that the Biden classified documents uh, uh, investigation has not occurred. And then buried down here at the end is adding to the fraught relationship between the Justice Department and the White House, special counsel Robert Hur. Remember him, Buck? We haven't heard about special counsel Robert Hur since he was appointed. That is the guy who's looking into the Biden classified the documents. The Biden documents? That was yeah. a total non-event. But... He's been negotiating with Biden's lawyers, according to this story, for weeks over an interview with the president. Uh, and they are unhappy about how those negotiations have gone. All right. So do you buy into this idea that the way that Biden chooses to speak about Merrick Garland is actually through the media? He knows everybody's going to read this and that this is designed to put pressure on Merrick Garland and basically say the White House is upset with you. Do you nope. think this is you don't buy this? So what do you nope. think? What's the what's it. the impetus behind this article in your mind then? The the impetus in my mind is and maybe I'm, I might be giving Democrats too much credit here, but I, I think this is meant to give the impression that Biden's so upset that this. Super tough DOJ is going after his son and that it's out of his hands now. And I think the fix is still in. I think that the fix has been in all along here. It's just Hunter is such a screw up. I mean, Hunter is such a walking felony that it's become more challenging. And the House Republicans have played a major role in this. Remember, if the, if the laptop isn't left Right before, or the laptop story, I should say, doesn't come out right before the election. If the laptop isn't left at that repair shop, none of this ever really comes out, right? Yeah. None of right. this ever becomes a thing. It's correct. So this is like, uh, you know, when I, when I point this out to people, I mean, if I remember correctly, with Hillary Clinton, there was something in the, uh, the, the Benghazi emails, the Benghazi hearings, they saw, and then this is how they figured out that Hillary had some, so as reckless as Hillary's email scheme was, she almost got away with it, right? Now I right. sound like the guy at the end of the Scooby-Doo cartoon, and like, if it yeah. wasn't for you, gosh darn kids, I would have gotten away with it. But she almost got away with it entirely scot-free, the whole scam, which was just meant to make sure that she had control over all communications, couldn't be foia'd because of all of the corruption that the Clinton Foundation, it was a pay-for-play scheme, was engaged in. Um, and with Hunter, I think he almost got away with it. So bringing this back to you, you're asking me what I think is going on here. Merrick Garland appointed somebody who's not even legitimate within DOJ's own regulations to be the special counsel to Hunter Biden. 
who's a Hunter Biden partisan, basically, who had been running the scam investigation beforehand. And Merrick Garland has effectively bent over backwards to have the appearance of propriety for the purposes of all things Hunter Biden, while doing everything possible behind the scenes to actually scuttle any real accountability for the Democrat president's son. So to me, I think this is the, oh, he's he's being so tough on the Bidens at Merrick Garland. You know, think of the sourcing from this. He's been so because what's the benefit of um of going against Merrick Garland in public this way? I I don't see it from from the Democrat perspective. If anything, you'd want to pressure him privately. So I think this is all for show. That's my I think this is a show to make it seem like Joe Biden's so worried about what's going on with his son because this big mean attorney general is going after him. I'm not buying it. I think it's, I think it's uh, I know I, I think that's a very valid perspective you could have. And if that's true, then the Wall Street Journal reporters of this article got played. Right. Because if if that if if they are putting out a message that is not actually rooted in truth, then they are being played to do what you're saying, which is try to provide cover. Because it makes it sound like, oh, Biden's really upset, but the reality is he's not upset at all. Um, and then it, in which case they're writing a falsehood, but it makes it look like Merrick Garland is independent because he's actually giving Merrick Garland the cover here because he's claiming, oh, Merrick Garland is being so tough on Joe Biden, right? So it's, it's basically the opposite of the way that the story is conveyed. It's more of a, uh, uh, think a about bouquet it. than it is, is a criticism. People will, will use the, you know, they'll use this phrase to influence and to inform, right? There's, there's two things you can think of simultaneously. It's not just to tell someone something, it's to tell them something for a specific purpose. And Biden, this is what the article says, quote, some Biden aides have said they see Garland's handling of the inquiries in the Biden family as driven less by dispassionate pursuit than by a punk, what you read, punctilious yeah. desire. Those aides point out that prosecutors, yada, 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 um, what Biden aides Clay are talking to the Wall Street Journal? Think about that for a second too, right? No. Who, who, like, uh, to me, this is play, it, it all goes to, you know, Hunter Biden's bringing the indictment, or not indictment, the, uh, lawsuit against the IRS. And now, oh, look at how rough the Attorney General's relationship is with the President and all this stuff to create this completely false premise that Things are actually, uh, you know, that, that, that the system is working against Hunter and, the, and that there's not effectively a get out of jail free card waiting for him at the end of this. I mean, that what White House aides are going to talk to Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal, they know is basically opposition media. I mean, the Wall Street Journal reporters would disagree with that, but, you know, it, it's a right of center paper. So I, I see this as as they're met, they're trying to influence as well as inform. That is how I see this this article. And I could I be just, wrong. No, it, it's interesting, and I can see that argument. The opening paragraph, it, again, the already frosty relationship between President Biden and his attorney general, Merrick Garland, is now in a deep freeze. What, why is it, it frosty? It, well, like, well, but, 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 let me ask this question. What, what is Merrick Garland supposed to do? Yeah. What is he supposed to do? I think they Garland, would say it's frosty because he appointed a, a again, it's an interesting question. He, I think I am fascinated by this not article. Not to appoint a space. He, he waited and waited. They were yeah. finding classified documents in the Corvette next to the old tennis rackets. And I mean, the, the whole thing is crazy. Yeah. He has been holding out for the Bidens at every step. 
He, the Bidens want him on that wall, Clay. They need him on that wall. The notion that Merrick Garland is like Wyatt Earp cleaning up the mess here of the Biden White House is absurd. And that's why when I see this piece, I look at it, I go, why would anyone in the Biden orbit right now going into this election year present this to the Wall Street Journal? Well, they're, they're definitely not going to fire Merrick Garland, right? There's no. He can't do it. Right. So what what really is the play here? And if it's in a deep freeze, is this going to make the relationship better? No. So I I think this is really interesting. I think that it's possible. This is spy stuff, Clay. I'm going full yeah, CIA, you're going, but, espionage. And, and, I'm, and I'm analyzing because I see this story, and I'm like, this is a Monday morning story. That's a really strong opening paragraph. Um, I see this story, and I think... So why would it be in a deep freeze? Let's pretend that it is. Let's pretend that they're correct and that uh, that they are not getting along. I think it would be that the Biden administration has finally embarrassed Merrick Garland to such an extent. Let me give you a couple of examples of that. When they got the sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden, do you know what they did? They invited Merrick Garland and Hunter to that, in, I think it was India, the state dinner, there's only like 150 people or whatever it is there, and you've got your attorney general mingling with the president's son that he just gave a get-out-of-jail-free. I can see Merrick Garland saying, that is reckless. They put me in a really bad position. Uh, I think the way that the thing, the hearing went down with Judge Norieka, even if you are uh, doing the dirty work of the client, which you could argue Merrick Garland has been, there is a point where you move from advocate to shameless partisan and i wonder if merrick garland believes that the biden administration has put him into the role of shameless partisan and he's unhappy and uncomfortable with it that's the only reason i could see it being deep freeze i think merrick garland has wholeheartedly embraced his role as shameless partisan let's not forget merrick garland his doj was involved in the threat that parents pose by Objecting I get it. School he's been, meetings, a, he's right? been a disaster, he, I think, he, as, a, as an attorney general. And I think a lot of people, even, uh, even, uh, years ago, I remember speaking to Andy McCarthy about this back when he was, uh, back when Merrick Garland was up for that Obama appointed Supreme Court seat, if it could get through the Senate, didn't get through. And they were all telling us, and, and I even knew some conservatives, if I remember correctly, pardon me, Andy, if I'm wrong, but he said that Merrick was a pretty, pretty middle-of-the-road guy, and since then, since he's been attorney general, yep. everyone on the right I know has said, this guy is a hack, and this guy is a scoundrel. And so it's with that in mind that I see this as, I mean, to, to the point that you're making, is it possible that they've pushed him so Like, people do have a breaking point. There yes. is a break. Even Lib Media journos, we've discussed this, have their guys, I'll lie for you, but I won't abjectly humiliate myself to my yes. own audience for you. Right. There's a line that they won't necessarily willingly go past. They'll go past it, but they'll they'll whine about it. Um, I, I but for me, I still see this as White House aides trying to create the perception of the public's mind that justice will be done here about Hunter Biden when there's plenty of indicators that the furthest possible thing is going to be the end. So your here. your take is an interesting one. It's that the Wall Street Journal reporters got played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't I don't see why would these aides give the Wall Street Journal this story at this time if it's true? How many other times have we seen Biden White House aides come forward to give what could be, I don't think it is, but could be damaging information about the regime? 
I, I can't remember the last time that happened. No, so. I mean, I, I see this. And, and the other question I would have is from an editorial perspective, did the editors question it too? Cause it's not on the front page. So when I read it, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. They put it on page four. Like if they truly thought they had a big scoop about discord between Biden and his attorney general, that feels like to me a, you know, a one top of the top of the fold story. So I'm curious on that too. Just putting it out there, folks. I think this could have, uh, this could have been a stealth operation, a propaganda mission through the, uh, through the journal. I, I, we'll, we'll continue to watch this one. I just, I don't see, if you're in, in a reality based world, Clay, if you're Joe Biden, you are thanking Merrick Garland every day for doing everything possible to give Hunter every opportunity to completely escape without any consequences. I mean, sh- short of, I, I don't know what. I, I wonder, like, what else could he have possibly done at this point? Remember, the prosecutors tried to get that deal through. Yeah. The, the federal prosecutors tried to give Hunter Biden uh, a deal. I mean, that was like an Epstein-level deal. For those of you who know about the original Epstein deal with the feds that actually cost a Trump appointee his job in the Trump administration from when he was U.S. attorney. I believe it was uh, a cost. Uh, well, i got to check in the name. But... It was the most sweetheart deal imaginable. So anyway, I, I, we'll, we'll watch this one. I'm, I'm curious. Online cyber thieves are always evolving and have gotten a lot more sophisticated. And with AI or artificial intelligence now being available to all, you're that much more vulnerable to their crimes. AI technology allows cyber thieves to create photos, videos, and voice recordings of you or someone you might know that are almost impossible to distinguish from reality. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it very easy for a cyber criminal to steal your online identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. Their systems monitor online transactions and actions like new account openings. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. That's going to be very helpful when you need it most. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year. With my name, Buck, as the promo code, call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use promo code Buck for 25% off. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat, and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor preborns entire network for 24 hours helping to rescue 200 babies to donate use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 saying baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck that's preborn.com slash b-u-c-k sponsored by preborn why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, 
One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. People are really concerned about the cost of, well, living these days, the cost of just going about your day-to-day life. Inflation still stubbornly high. Soft landing for the economy looking less and less likely. Um, what does that mean? Well, a lot of people have different opinions on that, but how does healthcare and specifically the rem- the remnants or the remaining components of Obamacare play into all of this? Uh, it could be something that really becomes important, I think, in the 2024 election. Healthcare is generally one of the top issues. Clay, we've got our friend Ovik Roy will be joining us here in just a few minutes to talk about is healthcare getting even more expensive than it has been, which is too expensive to begin with? No doubt, especially when you consider the results that we get on healthcare in this country are actually not as beneficial as other countries. The data reflects that we could cut basically half of all healthcare spending and not change outcome at all. I'm curious what Ovik would say about all that. He's a smart guy. Also, right about a lot of the things related to COVID, I'm curious what he thinks about uh, the full postmortem uh, for our COVID response. Thinking about upgrading the sheets in your home as the temperature starts to get a little bit cooler. My pillow having a closeout sale on their Percal sheet. Sheets are amazing. You'll want to roll all over them, not get out of bed right now. Available in a wide variety of colors and sizes, all included in this closeout sale. Queen size sheets regularly cost 90 bucks. Right now they're $35 with our names, Clay and Buck, as your promo code. Uh, the MyPillow Percal sheets made to accommodate thick mattresses made even more comfortable with a mattress topper, which you can also get at MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get the MyPillow Percal sheets for as low as 25 bucks for a twin set, 35 bucks for a queen set. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800 
792-3269 for this great special. That's MyPillow.com. Use the code Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're joined now by Ovik Roy, president of the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity, policy editor at Forbes. He's done fantastic work for a variety of different uh, issues. I think the last time I saw you, Ovik, was down last year in Austin for the uh, Alabama-Texas game, which is a lot of fun. And I think you're still in Austin where your organization is based. But you're a big Michigan Wolverine fan. So before we dive into healthcare That's policy right. issues, how would you assess? We just got a brand new affiliate in Detroit, 9, 10 a.m. We're blowing up all over the state of Michigan. How would you assess the University of Michigan's start to the season? Well, those Lions fans are going nuts in Detroit. That's been a hot topic out there. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, so far the non-conference schedule, I can't say that Michigan has overperformed. Uh, there's been, uh, I think, a lot of uh, lack of chemistry on the offensive line. The perimeter blocking in the run game hasn't been great, whether it's the tight ends or the particularly the wide receivers. They did a little bit better on that uh, against Bowling Green, so that was a good sign. Quorum seemed to get his legs back. But then J.J. McCarthy uh, had a couple of brain-dead uh, throws, and very unlike him, it was flashbacks to TCU. So they obviously have to get that cleaned up. But they've got all the pieces. Look, they have a great offensive line in theory. They have great two great running backs, a first-round caliber running backs. They have a first-round caliber quarterback. They have fast receivers. They have great tight ends on defense. Their defensive line is awesome, Georgia level perhaps. Uh, and, uh, and their secondary is banged up a little bit, but looking pretty good. So they've got, they've got all the pieces to go very far. Uh, but they just have to put it all together and they haven't done that yet. And Rutgers next week is going to be, uh, uh, an un- uh, underrated test because Rutgers is looking pretty good. So Ovik, uh, I'm going to be the nerd here and I'm going to ask you about healthcare policy if I can. <laughs> so you guys, I know you guys are having fun on this. I was thinking of you all with that, with that Alabama Texas game the, the week before last, cause, uh, that would have been a fun one to see. I bet you guys, if you were there, had a great time. That was a, a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal game, especially cause it was almost such a, uh, such a big upset. But a lot of people out there have yeah. too much, uh, that they're paying for healthcare premiums, healthcare visits across the board. Um, you know, I, I pulled this up right beforehand, Ovik, and I, I know you're a, you're a healthcare policy expert, have been for many years, that affordability of healthcare, when you average it between Democrat and Republican in m- most of the major polls that you can pull for the last, well, probably a long time, but certainly in the last 12 months, affordability of, affordability of healthcare is a top two or three issue in poll after poll for people right now, usually just behind inflation and jobs. Those are the ones that it's inflation, jobs, and and then affordability of health care pops up right uh, alongside them. I thought Obamacare was supposed to fix all that. What happened? What happened? How are things getting more expensive, Ovik? Yeah, they called it the Affordable Care Act, right? And uh, health care, in fact, Obama, you'll remember this, Buck, and, and Clay, you, you might as well. In 2008, when Obama was campaigning for president, he promised repeatedly on the campaign trail, and I've got the, the video to prove it, uh, that his plan would reduce the average family's health care premiums by $2,500 per year. He kept repeating that promise, which came out of a, a random, you know, lick of back of the envelope uh, estimate from a couple of Harvard professors that were just kind of uh, guessing, basically. But he ran with that. And instead, health care premiums for the average consumer, average family for went up. 
by $2,500 for a family four in year one. Um, and it's only gotten worse over time. And now we have to say that uh, healthcare was expensive before Obamacare. It's, uh, its prices were growing faster than inflation before Obamacare. Obamacare made it worse. If you had to buy insurance on your own, so if you weren't getting it from your employer, you weren't getting it from the government, you were shopping for it in the old, what was called the individual market for health insurance, uh, it used to be a lot cheaper. Uh, under Obamacare, those premiums doubled and tripled, and they've continued to go up. So, Ovik, uh, this this is part and parcel of, I think, a failure of the American healthcare system. And you you tell me if I'm wrong here, but the data that I have seen suggests that if we had half as much medical treatment, there would be no change really in the amount of years of average life that are added. Right? Um, in in other words, the quality of the healthcare results would not change with half of the amount of healthcare spending. Do you buy that, um, or do you think that's an exaggerated analysis of our current system? I do buy that there's stuff we do at the end of life that, you know, to, to kind of be heroes that that may not make much of a difference. But the problem is it's really hard. It's easy to look at that in hindsight and say, oh, we shouldn't have done that or we shouldn't have done that. That didn't work. But you don't know until you try it, right? And who are, who, who's going to tell that 75-year-old or that 80-year-old, don't don't do that. Don't do that thing that might save my life, right? So that's a hard thing to solve. But what you can solve, and what's clearly true in the United States, is that unit price of every piece of healthcare we deliver to people is way higher here. Most people know that what you pay for prescription drugs in the U.S. is two to five x what it is in other countries. That's true of hospital care too. The average hospital stay in the U.S. Uh, we actually are very good at getting people out of the hospital. A lot of the surgeries, you know, when I tore my Achilles five years or seven years ago, it was done in a day. I was in and out of the hospital a day. So in a lot of other countries, that's a five-day operation, or you're in the hospital for seven days. So we're really good at getting people in and out of the hospital, which would save a lot of money. The problem is each day we spend in an American hospital costs five times as, as it does, five times as much as it does in Switzerland or Germany or Scandinavia or any other wealthy country that you can think of. So the problem in America is that the price of the health care that we deliver is way higher than it is elsewhere. And the reason for that is because we've made 80 years of policy mistakes at the federal level that have incentivized drug companies and hospitals and doctors and lab test companies to charge you more and more every year because you don't pay directly for those services. You know, you think you bought insurance, your employer bought it for you, and you have no sense of what anything costs or what you paid for anything because you didn't directly pay for it. So what are the parties offering right now for uh, Democrat, Republican, 2024 health care solutions? One thing I asked Clay about, I was talking about this off air, it's like, does anyone even have a health care plan that they're talking about right now? What is it and what should it be? Maybe more importantly. Yeah, so far, not much. So Biden hasn't really talked about much on health care other than, uh, you know, continuing to uh, bail out Obamacare with more subsidies. They did pass the Inflation Reduction Act, Medicare prescription drug uh, price negotiation provisions uh, last year, which I actually think is reasonably good policy. And I can get into that if you want. Um, so I, I differ from a lot of Republicans on that particular piece. I think it's actually the pro-free market thing to do to let Medicare negotiate drug prices uh, to a limited degree. But uh, but if you talk to the Republican field, there's not a lot at all 
Now that could change. Um, you know, I, it's still early in the campaign. It's possible that you'll see some of the candidates in the Republican field uh, talk about health care more as the as the campaign goes along. But as of now, we don't have a lot of details from uh, from the candidates. The, the closest we've gotten, I think, is Nikki Haley, who said at the last debate that she's very concerned about the federal deficit and debt. And, and flagged healthcare as one of the causes of that. But, but she didn't get into a lot of details as to what her plan would be. So how do we fix it? Well, you know, at my think tank, the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity, we've talked about uh, how to fix it for a long time. In fact, there's a bill that's been introduced in Congress in both the House and the Senate based on our work called the Fair Care Act. Uh, and it's uh, the, the main sponsors in the House are a congressman from Arkansas named Bruce Westerman and one from Indiana named Jim Banks. And then in the Senate, it's an Indiana senator named Mike Braun. And basically, the idea of the Fair Care Act is pretty simple. Let's make health care less expensive by unleashing the forces of competition and innovation so that people are competing for your business as a consumer. Let's make sure that we're only subsidizing people who really need the help. So one of the real things that we do that's a mistake in America is you and I pay taxes and all your listeners pay taxes so that Warren Buffett and Mitt Romney can get sub- government subsidized health care. Why is that? Why don't we actually subsidize health care only for the people who truly struggle to afford it, whether it's because they're, they're vulnerable or they're sick or they're low income or even middle income people who just can't afford it. And let's stop subsidizing health care for rich people. If we just stopped subsidizing health care for rich people and allowed people to buy the insurance they want to buy instead of having it forced upon them by their employer or the government, you'd unleash enormous synergies in terms of savings. Because at the end of the day, what we all know about everything in life is that if you're spending your own money, you're going to be a lot more careful about how you spend it. But if somebody else is spending somebody else's money on your behalf, no one's going to care how it's spent. And that's what allows everyone in the healthcare industry to raise prices on you. So the, the left-wing solution to that is have the government run it even more, right? Have price controls, restrict access to expensive things, all the things that you see in all those single-payer countries. But there's a free market way to do this, which is you should control the healthcare dollars that are spent on your behalf. If you spend the money, just like on everything else you do in life, you're going to spend it wisely. And yes, let's make sure that we help the people who truly, truly need the help. But that's a fraction of who we're subsidizing today. Ovik, easy question, example of that. I've had three kids. Fortunately, they have all had relatively smooth uh, deliveries. We went and toured all of the places in Nashville where you have children, uh, you know, hospitals. None of them could tell me what it was going to cost. They could tell me that they were going to have Wi-Fi. They could tell me that they were going to have bamboo floors. They could tell me that we were going to have private waiting rooms. None of them could tell me what having a baby was going to cost. And I, I just, I couldn't get and past you know, that when you would tour. And this is discretionary, right? I could choose to go to this hospital or that hospital. In every other facet, there would be price competition. They couldn't even tell me the cost. Right. And there's no law preventing them from telling you the cost. They just have no incentive to do so. How crazy is that? Because of all the government distortions. It's crazy. And, and like I think if you showed up to buy a car, and you just walked onto the car lot and no one told you what a car cost, it would be madness, right? That That's basically what happens oftentimes with healthcare, even when it's a discretionary time. You know, it's not like this was an emergency. You can pick where you're going. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, one of the things I tell conservatives and Republicans all the time is you hear some people say, 
It's not the federal government's job to fix healthcare or make it more affordable for you. I understand that sentiment, but what people need to understand is the reason healthcare is so stupid and expensive and uh, opaque to the patient and the consumer is because the federal government has been messing it up for 80 years. And so it is important for members of Congress and senators to fix the things that the federal government has messed up, that Congress has messed up about health care for 80 years. And price transparency is part of it, not just price transparency so you as a patient or as a parent can know how much it's going to cost you to get your baby delivered. But one of the things that the Trump administration did that I think is a really positive development that's going to uh, improve health care over the next several years is uh, the Trump administration passed some reg- a series of regulations that force insurers and hospitals to uh, to be transparent about the prices they negotiate with each other. So if Blue Cross or United or Aetna or whichever insurance plan you have has negotiated a certain price for that delivery of a baby at a particular hospital, now that has to be disclosed to the public. Now, the hospitals have been dragging their feet in disclosing that data, and that's a, uh, an area where the government has to be more uh, you know, it has to do more to enforce the transparency rules. But once you have that data out there, then as an employer, you can see whether or not your insurer has done a good job of negotiating on your behalf. Because sometimes insurers are lazy. They don't actually do a good job of negotiating on your behalf. Because actually, if healthcare prices are higher and their operating margin is 5% of a bigger number, they make more money. They actually make more money if healthcare is more expensive in, in a paradoxical way. So as a business or as a consumer or as an individual, what you need to know is whether those insurers are doing a good job negotiating on your behalf. And, and one way for you to do that is to pay for the premium yourself instead of having someone pay the premium for you. So another big reform and p- part of the Fair Care Act is instead of what we do now, which is given a, a big tax break to the employer if the employer buys health insurance for you, why not give the money to you to buy the health insurance that you want to buy? then you really unleash these forces of competition just like they exist in other parts of the economy. And that's what we got to do if we want to not have a socialized, socialized system. And I think the thing that Republicans do that concerns me is they're so scarred by the experience of 2017, not failing to repeal and replace Obamacare in 17, that they just don't want to touch it. They're like, you know what? We tried doing health care in 17. We got our fingers burned on the stove. We don't want to deal with it again. And that's a mistake because healthcare keeps getting more expensive. Just as you said, the polls show that it's a top concern of voters. And if Republicans and conservatives don't have a, a reform that's going to work, then people are going to turn to Democrats. And we know what Democrats are going to support. They're going to support public options. They're going to support single payer. They're going to support removing even further the role of the private sector in healthcare. Ovik Roy, president of the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity. Ovik, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for being here. Great to see you both. You're part of an audience that has plenty of entrepreneurs listening in, those men and women who are the source of so many jobs created here in America. One of those entrepreneurs is the founder of Chalk, a company that's become known for their best-in-class supplements. Chalk full of natural ingredients, Chalk supplements are formulated for both men and women. You can read all about their carefully curated ingredients and what they can do for you online at Chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q. For example, Chalk's male vitality stack helps men realize their full energy potential. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack has been proven to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone most men experience, and it can increase it by 20% over three months' time. Look, Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com is where you want to go. You can save 35% on the Chalk subscription you choose when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, for 35% off. 
Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We are not tired of winning here on this show, Clay. We have another affiliate win to bring to everybody. Since it's in a, a state that is near and dear to your heart up in Michigan, Mr. Clay Travis, tell everybody where they can listen now, our newest affiliate edition. We have added Kalamazoo. You just heard us talking to Ovik Roy, who is a uh, University of Michigan grad, and we have now added yet another station. We continue to uh, just roll all of these up. WKZO, 
AM 590 FM 106.9 uh, FM, uh, and that is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So uh, all over Michigan, people signing up uh, and uh, and beginning to listen all uh, every single day from 12 to 3 Eastern. We appreciate all of you listening everywhere as we are just about, I was asking about this on one of our calls, about to hit over 500 affiliates which is a pretty incredible uh, number with more and more of those affiliates coming on board in the near future. So we thank everybody who's signing up. Um, and uh, if we are not yet on in your city or your uh, region, there's probably a very good chance that at some point in the next year we will be based on how the momentum is going, which is all very positive. And that's thanks to you guys listening, also downloading the podcast, consuming this so many different ways. Uh, that's because of you. When we come back, Buck. we got a couple of... Uh, funny stories to dive into they have changed the dress code in the senate to fit john fetterman because he evidently can't be bothered to wear something other than shorts and a hoodie also we tease this but it is pretty crazy that there is a fighter jet missing somewhere in south carolina we have no idea where it has ended up and maybe we even need to talk about this Lauren and bobert controversy is everywhere associated with her in what was it the beetlejuice play in the denver area uh yeah i haven't followed this one closely but yes i didn't even know beetlejuice was a stage i didn't know it was a play either our kids have said to us since we moved to minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter in their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.